Welcome to Authentic Talk, where you can hear stories, journeys, and lessons of sport, business, and life all in one. Tune into our podcast as we, Buff, Wayne, and Huff, bring you content from athletes, business professionals, and many others, leaving you with key takeaways, laughs, and useful material to inspire you and your own goals. We have guests from all backgrounds, so don't miss out. Thank you for listening. This is Authentic Talk, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Authentic Talk, the podcast. It's been a little while since we've been on this thing. It's been a couple of months, a little bit too long. You got me, myself, back on the mic. You got Buff back on the mic. You know, we miss it. We miss our brother Humphrey right now, but he 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 in his mode. I mean, he in his good mode. He going, so we can't we can't do nothing about that. We just gonna let him rock out like he do. Yeah. But Buff, we got yeah. some special guests on the mic right now. You most introduce- definitely, most definitely. Um, and I'm you know just happy and um, honored to just you know have them you know as guests on the podcast. Um, this is somebody I've been knowing since my first day you know at orientation in high school. Um, and to just have you know the history that we do to be able to talk about you know interests and goals growing up, and then kind of seeing some of that come to fruition. Um, it's a beautiful thing, and then to be able to do it. Uh, with a partner too, um, and building that way, um, that's something that I uh, respect a lot. So I definitely want to welcome all uh, Micah um, and Jamie, uh, co-founders of Sovereign Society. We need some claps or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can get the sound effects too uh, eventually once we get in there. But definitely want to thank y'all for you know being on the guest uh, on the show, um, and to let Jamie know too, this is actually our first. Uh, female guest on the podcast, so we oh, want to thank shit. you for taking time for this too. Yeah, she the first female that. guest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But thank in you saying that, for having us. Yeah. Oh, what's up? No, in saying that, um, you know, we want to, you know, obviously talk about, you know, your personal life, you know, your personal brand, but also the main focus of this and your business too. So just giving you the floor um, to talk about, you know, yourself personally um, and Sovereign Society as a brand too. Okay. Um, well, I'll start off. I'm from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. About three years ago, I moved out to California to chase my dreams. So in that three-year journey, I've, you know, gained a lot of knowledge and, you know, just really prepared myself to be a leader of my people and to be an entrepreneur as well. So we created Sovereign Society to educate our people as well as you know, having that bottom line for ourselves and not having to work for anybody else. So, right. you know, with us, you know, we we want to educate our people through various ways of art. So, you know, I, I'm very interested in all aspects of art, whether it's music, uh, painting, clothing, like whatever visual art, you know, I, I love it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really want to just show our people like all right you know we can do this but in a different way versus you know like just telling them straight up like all right you can do this you know i'd rather give them a picture that's already painted and then you know they they interpret it their own way so that's kind of like that's my little intro i guess (laughs) okay and and jamie if you want to you know kind of chime in on that too i mean you know give your perspective from it well, um, I'm over here, Inglewood, representing. Um, I think my my take on our business is definitely just, you know, our outreach to our people, to Black and Brown communities. Um, obviously, you know, in L.A., I feel like the biggest problem is just, you know, the lack of care for our people, for, you know, just, you could call them working class, but just ultimately like houseless people. And I feel like that's a very big thing that gets overlooked. So mm-hmm. for me, my, you know, with our approach on this business, I'm definitely, um, what's important to me is just, you know, taking care of our people in the way that, you know, oftentimes we just, we look over that type of stuff um, and just basic human necessities that need to be taken care of, you know. it it's very normalized to be houseless, I feel like. So, and that's just a human necessity. So I feel like that goes into just the whole 
brand ourselves. Like that's what we try to do is really just mm-hmm. put an emphasis on the care of our community and our neighbors and people like us. So. Right, because because it's not as we know. Um, the light usually don't get you know shine on our people. You know whether it's the positive things we're doing or you know the things you know that we're trying to change and create. Um, and I feel like the more people that can kind of align themselves, you know, with the belief, uh, which are, is which are trying to promote in this sense, um, especially for our people, I feel like that's something that needs to be heard um, and seen, see action towards too. Um, and I think y'all taking a step in that direction. Um, 100%. So with with saying that too, um, what do you think is the purpose um, of you wanting to uh, use this platform to kind of get your message out there too? Uh, what would you say uh, to the listeners um, of why you would want to be uh, on Authentic Talk um, and how you see this helping your brand at the end of the day? Um, well, pretty much we just want to let people know we're here. You know, mm-hmm. we just got started in July 2020. So, you know, we're looking to just expand and, you know, let people know that there is a possible outlet for them to, you know, not be quiet in these times of, you know, just distress for our people. Uh-huh. So I think that's that's our purpose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even as far as like just knowledgeable aspect, you know, I feel like so oftentimes our narrative gets lost, you know, in the black and the brown community. Um, you know, you just hear of, of only a few heroes, like Martin Luther, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, you know, and that's just the one person. But there's so many of us out here, you know, really fighting that fight. So it's important for, you know, people that look like us, people that are in the same situations as us, to really understand that, you know, it's a big community around this. I got you. Speaking on that, you say it's not a lot of brown or black heroes like what are you going to do like your your brand like how are you going to stress that to the artist target artists whether that's the younger dogs the dogs are age, even the older dogs that don't know about those guys how are you going to bring that to their attention um so with with our brand we we have merchandise which you know, it talks about a lot of current events. So recently, we just dropped a Beware Karen hoodie because of, you know, the white women out here acting wild. So um, with that, we plan to drop merchandise, which speaks on the black and brown heroes in the past. And, you know, with that, we hope to educate, you know, our, our audience that, you know, these people were alive and they were killed for doing something that they believed in for our people. And I feel like a lot of people don't even know who who Asada Shakur, Shakur is or who uh, Kwame Ture is or who, you know, Huey Newton was or Fred Hampton. Like, they don't know who these people are. So we plan to just drop merchandise, which sheds light on these people and hopefully in that way we'll be able to educate our audience yeah definitely like even people that you know aren't really you don't understand you know the different experiences like if you outside looking in i feel like the only time that we're welcomed into spaces is for you know when it comes to an entertainment kind of perspective or what's he wearing you know so i feel like that's one of our biggest strengths that I feel like we don't really take advantage of. Um, And I feel like, you know, for, like I'm saying, like outside looking in, if a white person completely like non, he just doesn't know what's going on. Like looking in at a shirt that, you know, we over here, we boosting our knowledge, we boosting the actual facts that, you know, this type of society really doesn't preach to people of color, people, you know, in the struggle type shit. Um, if they're outside looking in, I feel like that's where we have our advantage is what we're wearing, you know, what we're doing. 
they all, mm-hmm. you know, other people only look at us when, you know, you want to be an athlete. Oh, okay. Then it's shut up and dribble type of thing. But what do you, right. what do you, what statements are you putting out there? Because it's more than just what you could do for white people ultimately. Because that's how they look at us, you know. I got a question. Um, like you guys said about black heroes and black and brown heroes, do you guys have a certain favorite ones that you look up to, or one that you try to model? I ain't gonna say model you guys' image, but you pretty much look to look aspire by them. Of course, I would say um, one of my favorites. You know, she doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, Angela Davis, for sure. Just on an education standpoint, you know, and that's, you know, going into, you know, she's still alive and I feel like no one really talks about her. And that's the biggest thing is like out of the few heroes, she's still here representing, like showing up with knowledge, teaching people. Uh, I feel like, uh, too, you know, with that, you know, talking about, you know, activists um, who have been, you know, inspiration to us at some point in our lives. Um, I feel like if we can kind of get to the young, the youth or, or the younger demographic um, and starting with them. So like getting into some of these school systems and, you know, teaching them more about, you know, our people or our communities or more of times when we were the ones um, in power, you know, not to say that we aren't now, but like you were saying earlier, you know, that's not really talked about, you know, the things that we're trying to do in a positive sense for our people. So um, can you talk a little about, bit about that and what's your, you know, demographic? We talked about target audience a little bit, but, you know, is it the youth that you're trying to connect with most? Um, is it young adults? Is it adults our age? Is it the older demographic or all in one? Can you elaborate on that? I think, Honestly, it's all in one, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like the people, I'm I'm 25, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of 25-year-olds nowadays are just now starting to pursue that journey of, you know, being knowledgeable of what it means to be a black or brown person. So mm-hmm. I think you know, we we need to educate the 25-year-olds. We need to educate the 35 and 40-year-olds so they can teach their kids on what's, about what's going on, as well as right. us reaching out to the kids as well. So then it's like it's two-in-one. You're getting it from somewhere that's, like, directly affected affecting you, and then you're getting it indirectly as well from us. So I think, you know, we really have to – tap into all demographics right now so that we can create a community and, you know, a, a mind state of, all right, you know, we we are the majority. Black and brown people are the majority in America, in the, in the damn world. But we're taught to think that we're the minority. So I think we need to just honestly tap in with, with everybody and show them like all right this this is what we need to demand moving forward so that we can even be on the same playing field as you know the white people i guess i think that's very right. important that you brought up um just the education system because that's mm-hmm. that's really big um i feel like it's really important to understand that this isn't just you know this one you know, single event that we're out here trying to do because the, these are um, colonist tactics. These are, this is settler colonialism. These are things, you know, there's a reason why we don't learn about all these people, you know, everybody, all the activists, you know, even just really pushing for social justice movements, civil rights, um, and just our education system. So K through 12, you know, you really have mm-hmm. to go out there and look for that. And that has a lot to do with what we're doing now, you know, just trying to push that education because it's not, you know, easily accessed to a lot of people. So you end up, you know, feeling so singular, so individual in your struggle. And that's just not how it is. But we're taught Mm -hmm. to believe that, you know, it's just one person. You feel, you might feel alone and singular in your own struggle. And there's no one that can help you out with that. But that's a lot, 
Yeah. And, and uh, while we're on that topic, too, um, of education, um, backtracking a little bit uh, to some of your, you know, I guess your academic career um, earlier on, uh, Micah, obviously you being from Cleveland, Jamie, you being from the L.A. area, um, can you think back onto some experiences you may have had, you know, growing up um, that you remember now and have an effect on you now um, or some of the same things that you saw back then that you see now or do you see a difference at all um, and are people actually getting it or taking a step towards um, the change and things, you know, that we're talking about now? Um, kind of reflect back on, you know, those past experiences and then kind of compare it to now. Um, I, I definitely see a big change. I feel like mm-hmm. now people are more, more vocal about, you know, we're we're just now becoming more vocal about what we want, you know, as what? a community. Um, I know back when I was in high school, you know, I went to all white school, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, I think, about how many of us were in the coterie buff? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like 10 of us, man. Probably like, eight, if like 10. Maybe eight to 10, you know, <laughs> black and brown people. And yeah, we used to was. just kick it all the time. And they yeah. hated us for that because we were yeah. unified in that, you know, we didn't, we didn't fall along the lines of, all right, we gonna we gonna try to fit in with y'all. We like no, we right. just gonna do us. Exactly. But, and no, I was gonna say like quick story with that too. Since we on that topic, um, you know, just going going to that school and like I feel like it had you know a big effect, a big effect on my life too. And being able to kind of I guess understand what the type of rooms you'll be in, you know, as an adult, um, whether it's you know corporate or you're trying to create your own organization and do your own things like i feel like we have to live in that society every day and i feel like high school um you know help with that and like you said with us you know showing that we were in unity and always together and you know trying to do things together i remember you know they put up signs in the hallway saying like no congregating like it got to that Mm -hmm. point where we couldn't even sit in the hallway together in our high school you know what i'm saying only eight to ten kids so that's just one example of like the extreme I guess you know people kind of go to um and people don't care or even realize the type of effect that that has on a young black kid going to a school like that or entering the world or the workforce or anything like that and it's just not talked about enough so I'm glad you brought that up man they was was like that over there Iggy man man I mean, and that's something like, you know, as kids, you don't really, you know, we knew it was different, but we ain't really want to talk about it, you know, to them. And I feel like, you know, that's a story now, I feel like, because of what's going on that needs to be heard, you know what I'm saying, and looked at, you know, why why did that happen, or could, could that have been handled better, or, you know, why can't we, you know, just sit in the, you know, hallway and do what we do, you know what I'm saying, so. Exactly. I feel like it offers multiple perspectives on that. It definitely could have been handled better, you know. Me going to the other PWI on the west side, all boys school, it was just, it was a different world over there, I should say, because we never had nothing like that. But right. in a sense, like. And it was it was more of us over at it too. Yeah, it was. And I think that's something we saw a lot, too, at Ignition. So, like, it was never, like, like, we both, we. I, I can't say similar high school experience, but very close in the sense of like getting us ready for, as you both, you already said, the everyday life. I should say. Yeah. So, but speak, yep. speaking on that, like, not like not to really backtrack or anything, you talk about like getting the community involved a lot, Micah and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, as you know, it's one community that we're you trying to affect. That's the black and brown community. But you guys, being from two different cities, how do you get that outreach from LA to Cleveland and then eventually to other cities? Good question. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I think that that really comes from me and my connections. Like even with with Buff and being able to do this podcast, 
you know, now it's like we're bringing <laughs> Jamie, who's from L.A., to you guys' audience, which is, you know, diverse. It, you know, you guys are from Cleveland, so it's a Cleveland audience plus whoever you guys know. So I think, exactly. you know, it's really just this, like, networking, collaboration, collaboration exactly, like, really – you know, connecting with people who have reaches in other places and then collaborating with them. As well as, you know, us going out, you know, and being on our masterpiece shit and, you know, hustling out the trunk, you know, speaking figuratively. But, you know, like literally being out here city to city, spreading our word, you know, so I think... It, it takes both of those avenues to really, you know, spread our word outside of, you know, my Cleveland and Jamie's California audience. Right. All right. And I feel, I feel like that's a good topic to speak on, too, especially for our people and, you know, the people listening to this as well. Um, we're usually like stereotyped or known as, you know, being limited or allowing fear to keep us from certain things. Um, and I feel like you said, like, that that hustle, you know, mentality. You know, sometimes we don't want to put ourselves out there, you know what I mean? Um, and I know I've been, you know, that had those same thoughts before, um, you know, of building your personal brand, but also, you know, your business brand as well, because they tie into one another. And, Mike, I know, and Jamie, that's something we've talked about. Um, so talk about how... I guess identifying your personal brand and trying to tie that with your business brand. Talk about like that development process for you um, and how that's been. Oh man, <laughs> that's been a process. I know for me personally, I'm a very just like adventurous, experimental type of person. So I like to try different things when it comes to mm-hmm. you know a future in my life. So, you know, I know when I started college, I wanted to be a psychologist. And then, you know, that transitioned okay. into, you know, me getting into music. And then, you know, music right. transitioned into me getting back into fashion, which transitioned, you know, getting into sovereign society now. So, yeah. Falling into exactly. different things. So I think you know, developing your personal brand is, you know, just trying out different things, which, you know, ultimately you'll find out what works for you. And then once you figure that out, you know, now you can learn how to monetize that in different ways. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I think that's the process we're going through now is, you know, the monetization is just the business part. But the personal is, yep. you know, just, you know, being out here, networking, you know, just trying to figure out how to connect with people. And then, you know, yep. I guess organizing different avenues to bring people together, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of like the mm-hmm. business part of it. So, yep. but I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but <laughs> no, 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 you, you, you definitely did. Um, and then I, I kind of want to transition that into um, something else too. Um, that we're kind of like fearful sometimes too to you know transition into different things, um, and we always want to know like the how to things. How do you monetize this? How do you monetize that? Um, what are some things that you're doing, you know, personally too? Um, I guess to educate yourself on the monetization process, um, but also making sure you're doing things to connect with, you know, your motto, you know, for the people, by the people, and allowing that personable feel too. Um, well, like I mentioned earlier, we're doing merchandise currently, um, you know, just mm. dropping different hoodies, T-shirts, just to, you know, have walking billboards in a sense, you know, to spread our message. So I think with the merchandise, that's how we're monetizing it at this moment. And, you know, due Mm -hmm. to COVID, we're unable to 
like really bring people together. You know, once we figure out what's going on with this, we'll be able to, you know, have events, you know, host events, which will be another way to monetize this, as well as, you know, having a YouTube on, you know, even how to create merchandise, as well as like a blog of what's going on in our everyday, you know, maybe even having like little motivational like segments, which we just kind of influence people, you know, like, all right, you know, let's go get it, you know, like, like, you know, buff, lock in, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> we, we've been saying for three years and now we at this point. So I think it's like the small steps, exactly. you know what I mean? Um, and I think that's what I meant in my question earlier, too, is to be able to partner and work with people like through their process, because I know a lot of people. You know, whether it comes to a podcast or wanting to connect with somebody, they want to connect with, you know, the best of the best or people who are already, you know, at their peak. But it's like, you know, who's collabing, who's talking, who's trying to work together through something. And I feel like, you know, with what we're doing with Authentic Talk and what y'all doing in Cyber Society, like we really just starting out um, and we're already, you know, in that partnership kind of mentality. You know what I'm saying? So I think it says a lot in that thing, too, like you talked about earlier. 100%. 100%. I mean, if you betting on yourself, you got to bet on those that, you know, are around you. Yeah. That's how they So, that's, you know, people that you already know. It's not about always connecting with people that um, mm-hmm. are already on the top type of thing. You know, you got to bet on exactly those that are in the hustle with you. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's also, you know, taking that time for people that you also believe in. But you gotta believe in yourself and just stick with it. True, true. That's a that's a real good topic because I know like at the end of the day, like if it's coming like money or any type of situation, like the buff and Humphrey ain't on here. But I know at the end of the day, like they on the same page as I'm on the same page. This is and that's just a connection that we grew just living together. Yeah. So like like Buff said, time to lock in. Uh, Mike, that's something we we was hear, hearing, like, living together. So that's nothing new to me. That's why I started laughing. <laughs> but yeah. the speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of locking in, like, you, like, moving from Cali to Cleveland, well, Cleveland to Cali, that was a fearless jump. Like, what pushed you to make that drive? And then especially – when you making that like that push from Cleveland to Cali, you finding something on your own. I ain't gonna well, I ain't gonna say on your own, but you collaborate with something that you call your own. How did that jump like make you like fearless? I should say. Uh, well, <laughs> I was I was like <laughs> in just a weird space in my life, man. You know, at that point when I decided to move, so I think. You know, I had the opportunity to come out here and, you know, I just took it. You know, I didn't sit on it. I didn't wait. I had $500 and a couple (laughs) outfits, you know, and I was sleeping on the homie's couch for like six months before, you know, I was able to, you know, then get a two bedroom with him and then eventually move out on my own, you know, living with my lady. So, and not to cut you off, but it's so crazy that you tell that story because then not too long after that, I was sleeping on that same couch and they kind of helped <laughs> me, you know what I'm saying, kind of get my jump start out here, you know what I'm saying. And like you said, you don't, you don't come out here with too much money. You don't come out here knowing how the dots are going to connect, but you do know you're going to hustle. You do know you from Cleveland and you want to, you know, be proud of that and you want to have a sense of pride in that. And, you know, make something of yourself, too. Um, and that's just an everyday grind, man. And um, The fact that you tell that story, man, it's like, I feel like it's inspiring to us to even just be talking about it on here. And hopefully it's inspiring other people, too, because that's the type of things that you have to do to just grow and learn, you know, who you are and yourself, too. Challenge yourself. Get out of comfort zone. So exactly. keep going with that, Mike. You got to be uncomfortable. Like, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. And, you know, at this point, 
if you're not growing, like, what are you doing? You know, like, why not? You know, why aren't you educating yourself? Why aren't you, you know, trying to figure out how to be free? You know, and I think, you know, that's, that was like my ultimate test is, you know, just pushing myself to hustle even harder, you know, because the, the lifestyle out here versus Cleveland, you know, you pay damn near double, maybe even triple out here, which you're going to pay in Cleveland. So even like, so, yeah. even, you know, challenging myself to even think like, all right, I can manage to pay 1600 a month for a fucking studio. Like, <laughs> just just putting yourself in that position, like, is everything. Just that, that's it. That's, that's like 1600 for a studio. You make it back at the city, that's good living. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So it's like, like really like putting yourself in that position to level up and, you know, just betting on yourself because you are you got. If, if you're not out here pushing yourself, nobody else will. So, you know, I yeah. think that was like yeah. just the really, really like the timing was perfect. And, you know, I was just like, fuck it. I'm about to just make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the lifestyle, the brand, like you back, like you said you back in the fashion music, but yo, the brand you building, you got a clothing line with it, correct as well, right? Yeah. So, like, what can listeners expect from your brand? Like, what type of, well, I should say, what type of gear, I should say. I ain't going to say drip because I, I hate using that word, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> So why you say? Hey, I was I didn't say it. I said I ain't gonna use the word drip. I said gear. <laughs> no, I'll just mess with you. Go ahead, Mike. I think that you know, obviously, our biggest thing is education. You know, that's our biggest pull in our fashion is just the education part of it. Um, like I said yep. before, you know, like that's it's such a big tool to just be over here wearing something so out there you know you out here stating your beliefs you out here stating you know it's not cool for example you know our hoodie is beware Karen you know that shit ain't cool period but along with that you you know we also trying to spread the word like that it's not a new thing you know it's not just it's a learned behavior and that's what we also need to understand when we talk about you know our history where we've been where we're going so I mm-hmm. think with you know our drip, it's it's an educational uh, drip. <laughs> um, so Uh-oh. I think you know what what's to come is right now a lot of just t-shirts, hoodies. Next year we'll we'll, we'll expand to maybe you know some denim. I do want to drop some sneakers, so you know be ready for those next year. We on, be on the yeah. yeah, be on the lookout. We we gonna keep we gonna keep everybody so up there. Sneakers, you know, but uh, but don't don't give them too much. <laughs> don't give them too much. But you know, it, it's it's some things in the works. You know, we really want to even tap into the 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 fashion industry because you know that's dominated by white people. When who who wearing it? We are, you know, right. and then. That leads to us not even supporting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like the homie would go cop, you know, the fucking Gucci shirt before he cop your twenty dollar t shirt. <laughs> you know? uh, so you know, yeah. just being able to you know, get in that lane and dominate where, you know, we are competing with the higher higher fashion labels and but also educating our people yeah and if you want to talk about our people and our culture too i feel like you know more people have i guess in a sense waking up to the sense that that's where the black dollar needs to go is into the black community and to black people um and i guess one of the people that 
inspire a lot of us. I know in, in my community, Wayne. You know, I'm gonna say like he he just said it. He just said it not too long ago too. Um, you know, talking about for real, like you know, putting a black dollar where it's supposed to be. And he said, you know, you gotta pay what it costs, and that's a perfect example of what Micah said. We pay so much for you know these different brands and designers, but we can't pay. We're not willing to pay even the same or even close to the same amount, you know, for our friend's brand or to support a friend, you know what I'm saying? So that whole pay with it cost concept, like that's real. And I feel like that's something that a person like that said, you know, we need to identify with that, you know, something positive that's going to you know, be beneficial to us all, you know, getting really getting in unity and really living by, you know, you know, that concept. So I'm glad yeah, you said that's that. That's actually a really good point. Um, I think that it's also, you know, important to note that, one of our biggest powers is our consumerism. You know, we all mm-hmm. get our yeah. dollars unified, like you're saying. And that's, you know, ultimately where we start changing shit. True. Mm-hmm. True, true. And then, um, also for you, Jamie, um, you know, often we talk to, talk about the black woman or the woman of color not really getting... Um, the credit that they deserve, um, you know, I think the the black woman or the woman of color is like one of the fastest growing uh, demographic demographic of entrepreneurs now, and I feel like that's not even you know talked about enough. Um, so, for you um, especially, uh, what do you want to identify with the the black woman or the one woman of color, um, and how do you want to represent sovereign society in that sense? What does that mean to you? Well, for women, I feel like you know, obviously, um. I'm Latinx. I can't, you know, I'm Latina. I can't really speak on the black woman like that. You know, that's just not my place. Um, I'll say, I'll say yeah, woman of so, color, too. Um, with that, I feel like it's super important to just give that time and that space to black women who have been at the forefront of, you know, most, if not all, um, civil rights movements um, and just, you know, pushes for our people because that's something that we don't talk about enough and that's something that's very overlooked. Um so just giving that credit, I feel like it's also very important um, when we just discuss, you know, um, you know, feminism, I guess you could say. Um, it's just, it's such a essential tool to what, you know, we're, we're trying to do going into the future. Um, but yeah, just, you know, having each other's back because actually that um, women of color, just that, just that term, I guess, if you identify with it, it comes with, mm. you know, even its historical allegiance, I guess you could say. Um, women mm-hmm. of color has this background where black women um, were pushing for all these rights, you know, when it comes to, you know, civil rights, you know, just, you know, having equal pay, things like that, where all these other women of color, you know, wanted to, you know, in a way piggyback off of this. So it's black women at the forefront, mm-hmm. but also with that term women of color, we also have to realize that, you know, we all need to be working together to, you know, have each other's backs and that's very important for us. I got you. Well, I got another question for you as well, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, seeing what's going on with the country and everything about the whole Breonna Taylor situation, like what does that say her name situation like phrase mean to you um it means a lot and i feel like that it comes from such an emotional place you know um just the fact that you know you you can say her name so many times and until something gets done you know it's it's really never enough say her name and continue to say her name um because we don't say her name enough and you know until some something does happen Mm -hmm. You know, we still gonna say her name because that's such is so important too. You know, um, yeah. We just can't overlook that, and that's you know, she's just almost. It, it's sad to say, and we shouldn't have to say it, but you know, this almost like the model when it comes to so many other black and brown women that have been murdered at the hands of the state. You know, state violence when we talk about that stuff. So, you know, that's it's just so important too. To even just be giving that reverence yep. to that person. True, true. 
Most definitely. So, and, and while we're on that topic too, um, you've talked about, we've talked about, you know, the message to, you know, black people and people of color um, and getting it out there to our communities. But I feel like the biggest thing, you know, when it comes to race and things like that is creating a conversation. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times people don't want to talk about the other side or the other race. Um, so what would you say your message is to white people um, or Caucasian people? You know what I'm saying? You know, because there might be people that may identify with the same message and what y'all trying to get out there. You know what I'm saying? So from that perspective, what is your message to white or Caucasian people? To those that are ignorant, wake the fuck up. And then to those that are with it, you know, just educate your people, you know, and and don't stop. Like, I, I have mm-hmm. a, a co-worker who is constantly battling with his family because I took the time to educate him on what's going on and, like, what it means to be a black person. Mm-hmm. And now that he realizes this, he's always telling me, oh, man, I was fighting with my mom. I called her racist and all this other shit. And I just feel like, just don't stop, man. Like, keep, keep letting her know mm-hmm. because she going to get it eventually. But, you know, we can't stop. Yep. No matter. And that's, that's where we got to like, start. No matter what, no matter how mad people get or whatever, like, like they say, the truth hurts. So, you know, people got to hear it. You know, people gotta feel that shit because they they don't they don't take the time to even you know sympathize with it because they don't have to. But it's like at the end of the day, we are human, and it's like if if all lives matter, as that's their argument, then why aren't they mad? Why aren't they mad that black people are getting killed just because they black? Like, why aren't you mad? You just mad because we trying to yeah. unify and speak up for, you know, what we believe in, you know? So just, if you ignorant, wake the fuck up because, you know, we all, we all people at the end of the day. So it's like, you know, what if, what if this shit happened to y'all? Mm-hmm. So, I think that also touches on, you know, a bigger thing that this society advocates for, this government advocates for is, you know, white fragility, white comfort, you know. So, we really do have to put those people in at a point where, you know, they have to question themselves because, you know, there's not a white person who's a white, you know, a colonist descendant hasn't benefited from the situation that is right now you know so it's it's a tough topic for people that don't want to really face that light but it's important to do because until we really get you know everybody on board that's when you really we can really look at the situation from a wider perspective and yes it might be about race you know like it is for sure but in a bigger picture kind of view i think we also have to look at you know fred hampton and what was he preaching about and I feel like that's, it's a bigger movement, you know, next step to really be talking about, you know, working class versus elites. And ultimately, I feel like that's the race argument that, you know, white people really don't want to address and really don't want to, you know, it's, it's very few allies out here, you know, that has a lot to do with, mm-hmm. you know, the oppression of the working class. So, and so we really get a lot more allies on our side and realize that this is not just a race issue, it's a class issue, it's a capitalist issue. Yeah, well, I mean, what this, you know, society and what this government is really built upon is money, is capitalism. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just the next big step because moving forward, you know, it's not about, it's not about to be like this forever. So that's the biggest point Mm -hmm. is just to be out there educating yourself because this shit, as we know, it's not going to stay like this, period. Yeah, and that, that got to be our mindset. And um, something we touched on, I think already twice, uh, was the whole beware of caring concept. And, you know, I have a shirt and a hoodie 
Um, and I've actually, <laughs> you know, we, you know, we traveled, you know, not too long ago recently, um, up to Northern California and, you know, was wearing, you know, the merchandise. Um, so, uh, listeners and, you know, friends and spread the word, you know, to, to go check it out too. Um, and see if I'll get one because that, that message and that concept, I was able to see, you know, even white people, you know, what either, yeah. either laugh at it or kind of identify with it in a positive way. Um, um, and, you know, kind of say like, you know, kind of give respect and credit to, you know, them for even wearing it or, or having it on. Um, and I think it kind of unified people in that sense too, uh, which was honestly, I wasn't really expecting. Um, I didn't know what to expect from it. So, um, and I think that was a positive, you know, takeaway for me. Um, so I guess, what can you say to the listeners um, of why that whole beware of caring concept was important for the sovereign society brand? So I think, you know, it goes into the early concepts of what, what thought we really trying to provoke with people. Um, like mm. I, I said, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but um, just, nah, like, you good. <laughs> just the whole basic <laughs> concept of just disrupting these institutions that have been put in place, you know, the basic, you know, when we talk about six, uh, systemic injustice, like, you know, these are foundation, you know, rooted at the core, um, just issues and problems that we all face. You know, it's not, it's not just the isolated mm-hmm. incident. It's not just a few hundred couple, couple of videos. Like, you know, this has been going on. It might not have been caught on camera, but you know, it's right. something that we definitely need to address. I feel like the importance of really putting that light and shining that light on it is the fact that, you know, enough is enough. And I feel like I say that a lot. It's just like a matter of unity and solidarity within, you know, people of color to really get on board. And, you know, we all start advocating for that stuff. We start putting our mm-hmm. our views like there's if anybody's encountered a Karen, it's really like it's. I don't want to say it's damaging, but it affects you like, you know, your energy like that's mm-hmm. ultimately what we are like. Obviously. We're not trying to be out. We're not bugging just to bug people. Like, I feel like they just are, you know, that Karen's in a situation and it's, it's a conversation about privilege. So I feel like that's something that's very important for us to even put that microscope on is that spectrum of privilege. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about oppression, you know, who has privilege and who is the most oppressed in our society today? Right. Definitely right. Um, man, let me get my thoughts together. <laughs> so, no, no, another question. Um, another question that I had too. Um, and I don't know. I really don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not, but I know that. So, Sovereign Society is the whole, mm-hmm. the brand name, but there's also. Um, I'm not sure if you dropped it or launched it yet, but you also want to people to identify with black so-so or so-so too. So can you talk about like the difference in that, you know, so when people see your merchandise, you know, and you have that on a hoodie or a t-shirt that people will know exactly what that is and what that means and the connection between it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, So black so-so is pretty much like our mascot. Um, he's a Black Panther who, you know, okay. is for the people and by the people. So um, soon, you know, you'll, we'll, we will fully introduce him. But I think that's all I can speak on oh. right now. <laughs> okay. That was, just, that was just a No, I mean, I think it's bad. important to talk about it because, you know, we actually haven't said anything no. about it and where, you know, the roots of that come from. And it's definitely originated mm. with the Black Panthers, you know. And, you know, just going into right. our education system, we don't talk about the Black Panthers enough. We don't have that widespread knowledge of who the Black Panthers were. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, you know, how I feel like I've been able to see that a lot more, just explaining it to a lot more people of, you know, this solely generational type of struggles that happen. And to really put that relevance mm-hmm. and to put that continuum with 
you know, I feel like there's a lot more people who identify as revolutionaries, as activists, as, you know, just in the movement, in social justice movements, fighting for their people. You know, I feel like it's so important to draw that connection because, like I said, you know, it's not isolated incidents. So that Black social does come for the Black Panthers. Um, so, yeah, we out here. We've been out here doing the damn thing. <laughs> that's that's confidence right there and and y'all y'all really are um and it's been a you know kind of seeing it firsthand too like i said just even from a friend or brother perspective kind of see you know y'all starting it and like the learning process the growing process um that's something that's inspirational to me too um so like i said earlier man it's um it's crazy to think about, you know, that we even doing this. Um, so, uh, and saying that too, uh, talking about inspiration, like who has been, I guess, an inspiration or a person or people that you've uh, looked at, I guess, to grow your, your business um, from an overall perspective, like somebody you watch, somebody you listen to, um, to kind of, you know, jumpstart you um, and your thoughts and brainstorming about, you know, your next move. Oh, man. Uh yeah, for sure. <laughs> master, master P right now. Like, really just, I, I want, yep. I, I'm in this for longevity. You know, I want this to be forever. You know, when when you think of sovereign society 20, 20 years from today, you know, I want it to still be a household name where we are really helping the people. Mm-hmm. So... I think, you know, that I look up to him the most at the moment, you know, just really just just grinding, man, you know, like being, you know, just self-employed and, you know, making, making this happen, you know, he, he started with nothing and made something, so, you know, I'm that's who I look up to. Okay. What about from a marketing perspective too? Yeah. Uh, or in the same question, like books you've been reading and stuff like that, give people shoot. that too. Uh, well, I just finished Contagious by Jonah Berger. Um, uh, a okay. big thing in That's the book that I picked up from that okay. is that, you know, Behavior is public, but thoughts are private. So pretty much from that, mm-hmm. that that's why I created Sovereign Society, because a lot of people think about it, but a lot of people not doing it. So with us actually doing it, I want to create like that, that public behavior of, all right, I'm going to speak up. All right, I'm going to be self-employed. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to invest. Like a lot of people are scared and they just continue to think about it. So with us, yep. you know, I just want to bring that action to, you know, people's thoughts, and, you know, kind of create that publicly. Uh, I that. But uh, we didn't get, we didn't get the ladies question. Like who, I mean, answer like who inspires her and whatnot. We need to get that first. <laughs> I think it, it was it was a mutual, you know, uh, thing. I feel like Master P definitely because, I mean, even when you look at you know tactics, how you said marketing uh, on a grassroots level, I feel like that's so important. Like he was out there giving T-shirts to you know homeless people just walking around the street, and like Micah said before, you know, your back is like your biggest billboard. So it's like just those even those small things. That you don't really like. I feel like it's a very undervalued thing. Things like that. I really do it. Um, aspire to you know just move in that way. So that's that's definitely important to you know. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, how can the listeners get in contact with you guys? Like social media yeah, platforms. Uh, how they can get your merchandise, all of that. Oh, man. Know. Okay. So, um, 
you can find us at blacksoso.com as well as Black Soso on all social media platforms. All social media platforms. Uh, I mean, you could also find us. I mean, we do another one of our, uh, obviously, a Sovereign Society 2020. That's our biggest thing. So, yeah. I got you. I can see y'all guys getting to the boss real soon, man. Vlogging about stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said earlier, too, just um, being able to, you know, use this content, use this, you know, platform to, you know, create, yeah. you know, for y'all down the road, too, because um, I feel like that's what it's about, too. Um, and and using this collaboration like we talked about earlier, because uh, it, like Jamie said earlier, it comes from like a grassroots level in a sense, too. Like this started like years ago <laughs> in our heads and now we actually doing it. Um, and now we need to get more of our people doing that same thing with each other. Um, so it has that sense to it on, on a deeper, more powerful level too. Right. So, um, so Wayne, you know, this, this is your segment, um, the push it to the limit questions. And this is just from our overall perspective. Um, you know, not even talking about the brand, but you know, this is more about, you know, your personal brands too. So he has questions for, I don't know if you're going to do it, for them together or individually, but Wayne, go ahead and take All it. All right, Push well, to I'm going to give you all about five questions in a minute. Y'all can answer in a minute. Y'all can answer yes or no or whoever you guys answer. So, I since I know Michael is a gentleman, we're going to do the lady first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, Jamie. Stand up, guy. <laughs> so, Jamie, um, I got to, I'll go, I'll start off with this one. Who is your favorite musician? Mm. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> I can't even think right now. <laughs> on, the, on the spot with Ooh, Okay. On the spot. Um, damn. <laughs> I feel like you just said, you just said that you're going to push it to the limit questions that I'm already like thinking crazy. <laughs> um. Right, you're right. right. <laughs> now y'all making it worse. Um, I'm not bad. Okay. I'm not bad. I'm gonna just say Frank. I'm gonna say Frank Ocean there. Frank Ocean. All right, that's a good one. Uh, okay. Favorite thing to shop for? Ooh. Favorite thing to shop for? Um, probably. I'm a dog mom, so I like to say dog stuff. I got you. Favorite movie? Mm, good question. Godfather. Ooh. All right. Uh, would you rather design a bathroom or a kitchen? Kitchen, 100%. I got you. Uh... That's another one I can ask you. Favorite? Why are you asking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what one of your favorite vacation places? Uh, all right. Uh, I'm saying Seth. We just went out there. Got you. Uh, I'm gonna do two more for you. Heels or tennis shoes? Sneakers. Uh, all right. Favorite food? That's my last one. Mm. Platanos, plantains. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Platanos. All right, Michael. You <laughs> all right. I'm gonna ask. I'm probably gonna ask about two similars, but not the same. Nothing that crazy. Favorite musician? And you got time to a little think about yours too. Kanye West himself. Kanye, which one? Uh, grad, which one? College dropout. Yeah, I, you know you gotta ask that man. You gotta ask. Old Kanye. All right. Uh, what's another one I could say about favorite athlete? My my, man, my bad. I'm asking questions for two different people. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, but Kobe Bryant show. Sure. Mm. All right, 
favorite vacation place you would go? That I would go? Uh, Probably Tokyo. I want to check out Tokyo. We we oh, we yeah, there next huh. year for the Olympics. Twenty twenty one. Favorite mixtape. Oh man. Or album. Or album. Um, all right, I would say Faces by Mac Miller. That's my favorite mixtape. Uh-huh. Um. What's another one? What's another one? I could ask real quick. Favorite movie. Well, American Gangster. Mm. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all living out there reckless out there. <laughs> Put them up, bang, bang. Oh, yeah. You're the only dude. We bought it, bought it. All right, go ahead. I got, I, I got one for you. I got one. For, I got two for you, actually, Mike and Sense. We from Cleveland. What's uh, what's one of your favorite Cleveland oh, memories? Man. Probably going to the Science Center. And then I used to go into like the little, uh, what was that shit called? Like the planetarium or whatever. And then you used to just sit in there and like it had the big globe in it. You used to watch movies. You talk about uh, the IMAX downtown. Yeah. Yeah. The science center. I know exactly what you talk about. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 About you, uh, um, and then my last one is, what sporting event would you want to have courtside seats to, or be at like the fifty yard line for? Uh, overall, whether it's like a past game or like a present or future um, game, like what what specific game would you oh, want to be man. like courtside for? And like a Cleveland <laughs> game, or just. Okay. No, nah, just like think of like like think of like game six, Mike or Bron's fifth fourth championship or his sixth or like game seven of the finals or you know, something like crazy oh, like man. that. I would say if I could be in Golden State game seven, dog Kyrie hit that shot, man. Yeah. I would have been course. I would have been running on the court, dog. Yeah. They had to kick me out, man. <laughs> For sure, though. I got, I got, yeah, I got three. I got three more. I say. All right. Uh, favorite piece of art. Oh man. Piece of art. I would say. We actually had this Picasso piece. Hanging up right here. I can't even tell you the name of it, though. But <laughs> it's Picasso. Yeah. That's, that's the name of it. Uh, <laughs> you two, y'all that's both need to know. this one. Uh, poem or a song? Which one would you pick? Ooh, I would say song. Yeah, I would say a song as well. Alright. Uh, shit. Which one I should say? Uh, y'all can answer this together too, but I, I gotta figure out a way how to answer it. Ask it, I should say. Mm, never mind. I'm just leave that one off. I'll leave it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it off. I can't even think of nothing, man. But if you got something to think about. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So just just like. You know, last words for y'all. Um, you know, we talked about y'all personally. Uh, we talked about Cyber Society from a brand perspective. And um, as we wrap it up, um, what's any, like, last words that you have for the listeners um, that you want to leave with them or that you want them to spread to other people? How do you want to be remembered from this podcast? I know we kind of asked in a similar way early, earlier, but what can you say to the listeners to identify uh, with them? just want to let you all know that manifestation is real. Like if you if you truly believe in yep. something, it will happen, you know. But you have to believe and put the work into it to actually manifest. It. But you know, just manifestation is real. Mm. I like that. Um, I would say, yeah. um, 
just right now in this time, you know, elections coming up, I think that my biggest thing that I want to put out there is that voting, you know, while it is important to go out there and put your political participation, voting is not an end-all, be-all, you know, um, those systems are put in place for a reason. So, you know, while it is important to get out there, just make sure that that's not the only type of activism you're doing. And that's that's a big one too, and I think it needs to be said. We need to hold each other more accountable, um, and I'm glad you said right. it too. Well, thank you for having. I mean, my bad. <laughs> we want to thank you for having having y'all guys, you guys on the show. Thank you for having um, us. I know you didn't get all three of us, but you got two out of the three of us today. Uh, also, both good looks on having them come through the show and whatnot. No, no doubt, no doubt, because I feel like it was, you know, very needed. But like I said, even from a, a deeper level, um, it meant a lot uh, to just do this partnership um, from, you know, a friend's perspective, a brother's perspective, but also a business perspective, too. Um, and wanted to see, you know, them grow, see them, you know, what they just did right now, um, you know, kind of said and thought of things that, you know, they probably didn't think that they would normally, you know, have a platform for that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, them helping, you know, us on our end, too. Um, and that just collaboration and partnership, I think, is, like I said earlier, man, uh, very um, inspirational to me. Um, and I thank y'all for coming on um, and just for the work that y'all are doing, the message that y'all are trying to get out there, too, man. So um, that's episode 11 of Authentic Talk, the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, yeah. listeners, definitely go follow them on social media and follow David Brand. Most definitely. Um, and then, sure, while we at it, man, just say some of the contact information again, social media platforms. You can find us at blacksoso.com. You can also find us on at Sovereign Society 2020 on IG, as well as Black Soso IG. Um, we got Facebook, we got LinkedIn. We all put together. That's it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Tap in, like they say. <laughs> So thank you, thank thank you again, man. That's episode eleven, Authentic Talk the Podcast.